All right, good to see everybody Tuesday night, and we are live. Quick shout out to Eileen from Las Vegas. Love you. Thank you for all of your support. Aaron told me that he talked to you today. We love you here from the TLP, and God bless you. Another thing I want to bring up really, really quick is Archer Pulaski's, uh, I don't know what you call it, like parole hearing or um, his release, a bail, a bail hearing, I believe it is. And they have a different judicial system up there. I don't know what they they call things the same thing as we call them up here, down here. But Arthur Pulaski has been languishing in prison for the last 47 days for the heinous crime of mischief for preaching a sermon to the uh, to the Freedom Convoy, the truckers in Canada, 47 days ago. He's been in prison ever since. He's come. He's spoken at our church before. I've spent some time with him. He's a wonderful, wonderful human being. So we're going to pray over him. His bail hearing comes out tomorrow. His wife spoke at uh, the bail hearing today. His son spoke at the bail hearing today. They're, the judges aren't letting him out. Prosecutors want to delay it another week because they're malicious, horrible people. And that's exactly what they are trying to crush the church of Jesus Christ in Canada, of which there are very few few pastors in Canada that did stand up but Pastor Pulaski of course was one and probably the most well known so anyway there the parole or the bail hearing will be for tomorrow and we need to be at one o'clock and we need to be praying we're going to pray right now get ready here we go Holy Spirit we ask you to set Pastor Pulaski free we ask you to change the minds or make the minds that make this decision whether it's a judge whether it's a prosecutor or both, make them let him go. Lord, make them, grant him reasonable bail. And Lord, we, we, your scripture tells us, Matthew 16, 19, that whatever we bind is bound, whatever we loose is loosed. And we loose right now through you, through the power of the Holy Spirit, Pastor Artipolosky at one o'clock tomorrow in Jesus' mighty name. And we wait to hear the great and fantastic results of those prayers. Now, I want to start off tonight with this. It's a little bit, seems to be off topic, but you need to realize something. This is the reason why we have Ukraine. This is the reason why we have vaccine mandates. This is why we have the proliferation of vaccine passports around the globe is because of the fraudulent election of Joe Biden. We never need to forget that. Everybody who caved, I don't care how conservative you are, if you strap masks on your face, if you lock down, if you social distance, if you quarantine, if you vaccinated, I don't care what level it is that you bought in. If you have yet to say I was wrong, you are the cause of this. Even if you have said that you're wrong at this point, you did cause it, but at least now, You've turned the corner. If you're a pastor or you're a leader, Tom, you talk about this all the time. That's right, because I'm trying to lead the church into revelation, into recognition of what is right and what is wrong. If you have never come out as a Christian leader, as a pastor of a church that, that in any way, shape, or form caved to COVID mitigations, quarantines, alcohol, gel, social distancing, locking your church services down, Zoom services, I don't care how politically active you are now. There's many big names out there 
there that are politically active now, but they've never come out with those key three words. I was wrong. So they are queued up and ready. They are teed up and ready for the very next scam that comes their way. And so are all their congregates. And so are all their followers because they've never actually come out and said they were wrong. So people don't know what's white and what's black, what's right and what's wrong, what's evil and what's good. They're all just sort of in an amalgam of mediocrity of, you know what? Well, you know, we, we wanted to see how bad it was. So we shut down for a couple months just as, no, you were completely wrong. If you were a Christian leader, a Christian church, you go with the word of God, not the word of Fauci, not the word of Burks, not the word of Trump. You go with the word of God. He took up our infirmities. He carried our diseases. Whatever you bind is bound. Whatever you loose is loose. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. John 8, 14, Matthew 16, 19, uh, Psalm 103, 3, whatever it is, Matthew 8, 17, you stand on the word of God period. Well, yeah, but it just, you know, it made sense at the time to lock down and wear a mask. No, it didn't. It never made sense. It made as much sense to lock down and wear a mask as Leah Thomas makes sense swimming in the girls collegiate championships. It makes exactly that. Leah, by the way, let me just rename him for you. Rename him Billy, because that's his name, a fully penised male swimming in the female collegiate championships and setting all sorts of records. As one of my pastoral friends calls him, Long Dong Silver. There he is out there swimming in the collegiate, in the, in the collegiate championships in a female one piece where you can clearly see, I'll leave it to your imagination, that he is male. It, made as, it makes as much sense to stand around that pool and clap him on as a female as it does to strap on a mask. In other words, neither one of them make any sense at all. So stop making excuses for yourself and say those three vaunted words. I was wrong. But Tom, that'll make me look stupid. You already do. You already do. I mean, look at our world. The proliferation of vaccine passports all around the globe and you don't think you look stupid? And you're still preaching about love. You're doing another series on marriage. You're doing another series on respect or on honor, avoiding the stinking, smelling, feces-covered elephant in the room that you were wrong and that you never should have locked down. And while you watch your churches, I talked to Pastor Rodney Howard Brown, there's churches all around the country right now that were running in the thousands that are now running in the low 100s. Because you taught your people not to go to church and you taught your people not to stand in the word of God and you, talked, you, you taught your people to believe medical experts with nefarious motives that are globalist. When you believe a medical expert like Anthony Fauci, who is a devout, and I repeat, devout member of the World Economic Forum, and you tell your Christian people, you tell your Christian congregation, you tell your evangelical church, to follow Anthony Fauci over the word of God? What on earth were you thinking? And this is what caused us to have a fraudulent election. It was because the conservatives in this country, and namely starts with the Christian conservatives, the Christians and the conservatives gave validity and credibility to the argument, to the stupid, again, Leah Bill Thomas logic that COVID is an existential threat to human life with a 99.9% survival rate. The flu is seven to 20 times more deadly to people from, from the ages of 20 under than COVID-19, but nobody can go vote in person, so it opened the door for mass fraud and ballot printing in the middle of the night. 
Never in the history of America have we ever seen the vote count shut off at two o'clock in the morning. With people, well, we were tired. Tired, you come in shifts, eight-hour shifts. You work your eight hours, you go home. There's no excuse to shut down election. But all the Christians, all the pastors, all the conservatives that quarantine, that mass, that shut down their churches, set up alcohol gel stations and Zoom, and Zoom programs instead of real services, gave validity to the lie that COVID was an existential threat to your life. Therefore, you can't come vote in person. So Mark Zuckerberg goes wild. Mark Zuckerberg spends like a quarter of a billion dollars out on the, to, to put out his Zucker boxes in every urban center in America for untraceable, unsigned ballots. Nobody has any idea where they came from. So you can cry and moan all you want. And I hate, you know, you hate Joe Biden. and This is all bad. And then you, well, if you, if you wore a mask and you locked down, you voted for Joe Biden. You may, you're like, no, I didn't. I didn't. Yes, you did. Because you open the door to mass fraud. It's on you. But all you got to do to get out of it is say, you know what? I was wrong. What's so bad about that, by the way? Which is, by the way, which is, which is the reason why most people never come to Christ. Because enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life. And few there be that find it. Because most people will never say, I am a sinner in need of God's grace. They won't do it. It's the same reason. It's the same pride that goes before destruction. In Proverbs 16, 18, the same pride that goes before destruction that's causing any Christian to not say, I was wrong about COVID. When you're looking at Israel, Australia, England, Canada, Austria, the, the entire European Union, where you currently, right at this very moment, you cannot buy, sell, trade, uh, the, the nation of Italy, you can't buy, sell, trade, or travel without a QR-coded mark of the beast on your phone. And you're, you're gonna still sit back and say, I wasn't wrong? If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. You have to humble yourself. I was wrong. But here's how, this is the reason why we are in the predicament that we are. COVID-1 and now COVID-2, COVID-2.0, which is the Ukraine. The reason why we are in this situation is because of the fraudulent election in November of 2020. Play the video for me. Liz, moving on to another fairly critical state. There's something called Voter GA in Fulton County. Here's just a little video. So there are 17,000 votes in the Fulton County certified results right now that for which we have no ballot images to support those votes. So the question is, why are they there and how did they get there? The impact of this alone means that there are 13,303 extra Biden votes and 4,279 extra Trump votes that cannot be substantiated. All 374,128 in-person ballot images from the 524,000 that, that um, Fulton uh, certified, they're all missing. There were 524,000 votes cast in Fulton County. Only 16,000 of them can be authenticated. Okay, Liz, that doesn't sound good. 
Right. It's it's amazing the stuff that Voter GA has found, which is a nonpartisan group, by the way. This is not a Trump supporter, Garland Favorito. Uh, he's an independent, did not vote for President Trump, but he's been appalled at what he's found in Georgia, looking at not just the registration rolls and the machines and the mail-in ballots, but now they've looked at actual ballot images. This is the state of Georgia, which certified this election based on this data. They're saying they should have never certified in the first place because they have no proof behind these votes. One of the other findings was 315,000 ballots do not have, were not signed off. No one ever swore to them. And that is against the law. So in the state of Georgia, every time a machine closes, you have the poll manager sign it off with two witnesses to certify these votes. 315,000, nobody swore to them. They just, in other words, they just appeared out of thin air. Look, at. let's just focus on the last part, let alone all the numbers before that. And just remember one of the key things that Liz Harrington just said. This vote, this election was certified by Brad Raffensperger, who met, by the way, let's just go over that. Brad Raffensperger, right now he's appearing to do things to help solve this situation. That's all a lie. He, he met with Mark Elias of Perkins Coie. Remember Perkins Coie, who hired Fusion GPS, who hired Christopher Steele, the whole Trump collusion hoax. That's who, that's who Mark Elias is. They met in March of 2020. So about how many months is that? Six, seven months before the election. And they unilaterally together without going through the Congress of of the state Congress of Georgia, state house or state Senate, which is law. They changed the voter election law in Georgia to where you could not dispute ballots. Basically every other election prior to this, if you had a disputed ballot, the night of, you brought in a small group, everybody voted on it right there. It's solved that night. They made it so that it was impossible. It would take weeks per ballot. Each ballot would take a week, two weeks, three weeks to decide whether or not it's, val- whether or not it's, a, whether or not it's a valid vote, whether or not it's a valid ballot. So they made it impossible that night to decide whether votes, whether ballots were actually, were, were actually valid or not. They made it impossible. And that's awfully strange considering the amount of invalid votes that would come in in the nation's first non-in-person election. So isn't that weird how it all seems to work out? Whether you got criminals storming into stores right now with jewelry stores smashing all the cases and stealing all the jewelry, they're just conveniently masked. Where it's against the law in the state of Florida to even wear a mask. And I would assume it's the same in most states. But COVID seems to endlessly work out for the globalist and namely the Democratic Party here in the United States. So Mark Elias meets with Brad Raffensperger and makes it impossible to actually adjudicate ballots on the night of the election. Makes it, makes it impossible. And lo and behold, so then you end up with 315,000 in a state that was decided by 11,000 votes, 315,000 non-sworn ballots. In other words, it's illegal. It is illegal for them to certify an election with 315,000 ballots that were never sworn to. But yet they certified this election. This is what COVID-19 has been about. That is why the globalists made it in the Wuhan Institute of Virology with Moderna patented material. It's all fact. That is not right-wing conspiracy. That is all factual data. They formed the virus. 
They unleashed it in the, uh, you know, onto the world through the world military games that were happening in Wuhan, China, right where the Wuhan Institute of Virology, so many coincidences. You know, it's just funny. I want to tell you this is deep, you know, deep indisputable logic right here. I want to just tell you something. If it quacks, if it flies south for the winter, if it lands in a lake and paddles around and eats bugs and you, you call it over to the shore and you feed it, you feed it bread and it eats, it eats it, guess what that animal is? That would be a duck. So, it, you know, if it just seems to always be working out exactly how the leftist globalists want it to work out, it's a duck. You have Anthony Fauci funding the Wuhan Institute of Virology to the tune of at least $3.7 million. And some of that was illegal, backdooring it through the Trump administration, basically unbeknownst to the Trump administration, after gain-of-function research had been outlawed in the Obama administration. But yet Fauci still do it, still did it through EcoHealth Alliance and Peter Daszak, funded by the funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Not only did they fund the Wuhan Institute of Virology, they funded the, all the parent organization, the Chinese Academy of Sciences, to the tunes of ten millions of tens of millions of dollars per institution for gain of function research. Now we find out, and Moderna is looking into it, that Moderna's patented material was found in the original alpha variant of COVID. Moderna, who is partners with who? Francis Collins' NIH, who developed the Moderna vaccine. This was all planned from day one to take down the only world leader who's not a globalist, that has any power. There may be the, you know, the Brazilian leader, he's pretty good. Maybe it's Argentina, I can't remember which. But for, for all intents and purposes, the only one with any gravitas was Trump. And, it was, and he, was, he was not a globalist. He was to the World Economic Forum and, and starts talking about nationalism. And then they're all talking about what a threat he is. And I'm not saying Trump was perfect. He was not. Operation Warp Speed is the most cataclysmic program that has ever occurred in the history of the world. You watch. Rafael Nadal, the world's number one tennis player, has to go twice, has to remove himself twice from the match. For what reason? Chest pains and he cannot breathe. He feels like there's needles in his, in his chest. Now here's the funny, it's not funny, but here's the funny thing. He was all over Novak Djokovic, mocking him for not taking the vaccination. A lot of people right now, I know I'm going off topic. That's not really surprising to those in the room, but I'm going off topic. But he said, no, it, it, I would say this to everybody who's making hardcore decisions. It's better to be alive and lose your career than be dead and hold on to it. You need to be thinking twice about my dream is this and my dream is that. And they're dangling that dream in front of me saying, you know what? You can't have your dream unless you take, unless you take the clot jab and take, unless you take the Moderna, unless you take the Pfizer, which has caused tens of thousands of deaths so far in the United States alone. And we're seeing the excess death counts ranging from 18 to 49 that are cataclysmic, that are three times, four times the size of the Vietnam War in one year. Vietnam War is 15 years long. We lost 61,000 Americans. In the age range of 25 to 44, we've already lost that many Americans in one year of vaccinations, which are excess anomalous deaths let alone the violent deaths that are happening too, which I don't have time to get into tonight. So you need to be thinking twice about whether or not you take that vaccination to hold on to your employment dreams. 
Because you're better off being unemployed and alive. There's plenty of jobs that are so desperate now, they'll take you. And plus, you're about to see a sweeping red wave that's going to annihilate the political culture in D.C. It's coming, so hang on. Don't take that vaccine. Not to mention, just logically, you're taking a vaccine for a variant that no longer exists. Alpha variant's been gone for well over a year, so you're taking a vaccine. That Saki's pimping and whoring. Biden's pimping and whoring. Of course, va- of course Fauci's pimping and whoring. Vaccines, a-, a vaccine for a virus that no longer exists. The prevalent virus is, uh, the prevalent variant now is Omicron, and the vaccine does nothing for Omicron because the spike protein has mutated. It's over, but yet they're going to keep doing it. So back to the fraudulent election. The reason why we are in the mess that we are in globally, Ukraine, hyperinflation, gas prices, food line. By the way, you're not getting this. If it was Trump, it'd be national news every day of the food lines. I repeat, food lines in the urban centers of America that are happening right now. At this, it's not going to happen. They are happening right now. There are food lines. If you're making $30,000 a year, you think you can afford food right now? $7 a a gallon gas, you think you can afford that? There are food lines in America. They've already been very prevalent in the EU. The very people that are the purveyors of compassion upon the world are the very ones that kill the world, are the very ones that starve the world to death. You've heard me say this many times on this podcast, but the first world response to COVID has caused the starvation deaths primarily of children of three to 400 million people. That's an absolute fact. Where do you get that from? What right-wing Alex Jones site do you get that from? Um, the United Nations. That's their own statistical data. Then in the two years of 15 days to flatten the curve, three to, three to 400 million people have starved to death because when the first world locks down, the third world doesn't eat. Not to mention those two years, you had about 82 million abortions and there's five million, five to seven million COVID deaths and 80 to 90 million abortions. And three to 400 million people starved to death? And these people are the purveyors of love, compassion, and life? I think not. They're people with nefarious motives to lower the Earth's population, as Bill Gates said that he wanted to do using vaccines. So anyway, we're in the mess that we are because everybody caved, strapped on masks, locked down their churches, and ushered in a fraudulent election. Play it for me, Heather. I want to end with this today. Dinesh D'Souza is a good friend and a good man. He's got a movie coming out called 2,000 Mules. The trailer for this movie about mules uh, and video evidence of what appear to be mules taking ballots to drop boxes and taking pictures of themselves as evidence that they did it is one of the most disturbing pieces of video I've seen in a while. The video's on Rumble on Dinesh D'Souza's page. I sent it out on my social media accounts as well. Watch this trailer for this movie and listen to this in the background. This is some stunning stuff. Check this out. The 2020 election was the most secure in U.S. history. There has been no evidence of widespread voter fraud. He lost a fair and secure election. The most secure election in American history. Really? All those of you volunteered and worked the polls, you deserve a special thanks from the entire nation.
This one mule made 53 trips to 20 drop boxes. He's not alone. We tracked 2,000 mules making multiple pallet drops. Leaving no fingerprints. Snapping photos to get paid. A coordinated ring of illegal vote harvesting in all the key states where the election was decided. They've delivered us a clear victory. Game over. Make sure that you watch that video, Dinesh D'Souza, 2,000 Mules. But then I want to make something clear. It's starting to get a little, the terminology is getting a little confusing. Well, it's getting a little confused about what ballot harvesting and what you were seeing there was not ballot harvesting, even though that's what Dinesh D'Souza said. Ballot harvesting is going to people's houses illegally and going, say, hey, how you doing? I'm with the Republican Party. Do you have your ballot here? You know, I'll help you fill it out and we'll, I'll take it in. That's illegal in every state, but of course, California. This was not ballot harvesting. This was ballot manufacturing. You had 2,000 mules tracked via satellite GPS technology. 2,000 mules, one of them, 53 trips to over 100 ballot boxes. And all of those ballot boxes are whose, by the way? It's quarter of a billion dollars given by Mark Zuckerberg to Green Bay, Wisconsin, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Phoenix, Atlanta. Does this sound familiar to you? The, the, the six states and the seven cities that cost Trump the election. 2,000 mules tracked via GPS satellite technology, dropping multiple bouts from who knows who it's not ballot harvesting, it's ballot manifesting, ballot manufacturing in the middle of the night. Just drop them off. Who knows who they are? The rejection rates went way down in this. The ballot rejection rates went down like 30 to 40 to 50 to hundreds of percent, depending on what jurisdiction you track it in, when it should have skyrocketed. But it didn't, because this was all set up in the urban centers where this election was going to be decided, where in the middle of the night, you can just manufacture ballots. Phil Murphy is not the governor of New Jersey legally. Phil Murphy was losing that election. He was going down. Everybody knew he was going down. It was the same, same night that the gubernatorial race was won by a Republican, Glenn Youngkin, in Virginia. They couldn't afford to lose it. So lo and behold, in the middle of the night, 20,000 ballots just show up. Phil Murphy to be the governor, continue to be the governor of New Jersey. It's saying, and why does that never happen for a Republican? Why is it that there's never ballots found in trunks of cars three days after an election? And, and lo and behold, they've had those last three days and they're counting and recounting and we, had, we just found this and we just found that. And lo and behold, three days later, and, the, and you say the election is, you know, a thousand, the Republicans up by a thousand votes. Oh, lo and behold, in the trunk of a car, we found 5,487 ballots. Uh, 4,000 of them are for the Democrats. Why does it never, ever go the other way? But those, all those ballot boxes that you saw being stuffed are Zucker boxes, bought and paid for by a globalist World Economic Forum sycophant named Mark Zuckerberg, the owner of Facebook, who bans us every single podcast for doing absolutely nothing wrong. 
The only reason we get banned every, for some reason we get banned every podcast for our opener. Our opener, our video that we produced, that we bought the music for, we get banned. That's why we don't do the opener for those of you that are watching on Facebook. I love you just as much as I do the Rumble viewers or the Black Robe viewers or the CTN viewers, but I can't show up because we get banned every time. Most of you know that. But 2,000 mules, and you have all of those galactic fools and idiots saying this was the most secure uh, election ever. I mean, you, you, are staring at the, you are staring in the face of truth, of, of irrefutable data and bold-faced lying. And some of those people were Republicans. Bold-faced lying to the American, Bill Barr being one of them. Bill, hey, Bill, I just wonder because Bill Maher, I mean, Bill Barr, former attorney general under Trump, who Trump basically told him to resign or be fired at the very end, said that, no, this was, this was a free and fair election. Does he, has, did he even look at any of this? How would you even know that when you've never looked into any of it? Oh, it's conspiracy theory. How do you know it's conspiracy theory? By the way, all of them are coming true. Everything that we've seen uh, considered or labeled a conspiracy theory having to do with COVID over the last one, two years of 15 days to flatten the curve has all come to true, uh, has all come to light, has all turned out to be true. So Bill Barr, how does he even know? He has no idea. Here's some more evidence for you. Play it for me. When I started this process, when I started this whole procedure, I had no other goal in mind than to find the truth. And while we don't have it entirely yet, we're getting there. And one of the important truths that has to be mentioned is recited in chapter one of our report, and that is that the Center for Tech and Civic Life's $8,800,000 Zuckerberg plan grant with the cities of Milwaukee, Madison, Racine, Kenosha, and Green Bay facially violates the Wisconsin law prohibiting election bribery. <laughs> so Zuckerberg, according to special counsel Michael Gaberman's investigation, violates what Zuckerberg did in Wisconsin alone. We haven't talked about Georgia. We haven't talked about Arizona. Haven't talked about Nevada. Haven't talked about Pennsylvania. Haven't talked about Michigan because he, was all, he put all the Zucker boxes there too. But in the state of Wisconsin, this is going on right now. Oh, it's conspiracy. It's conf No, it's not. This is real and there are real people that are investigating this and it will come to the light. And I pray right now in Jesus' name, Holy Spirit, expose all this election fraudulent behavior in Jesus' mighty name to the place where even the mainstream media has to report about it. Well, here's, and you're like, Tom, this is old news. It's not old news. If you think that it's old news, it's gonna happen again. You have to deal with it. It's like raising a child and never dealing with their smart mouth. Well, that's old news. It happened 15 minutes ago. You better deal with it or it's coming 15 minutes later. You deal with it. Now, this is not old news. This is why we have all of the problems that we have right now. When you go to the gas pumps, when you go to the grocery store, when you look at Ukraine, this is why we are there. But instead, instead of actually looking into what really matters, we have a January 6th committee with Adam Kinzinger, faux Republican, Liz Cheney, fake Republican, not even, she doesn't even, she doesn't even qualify as a rhino. 
on this committee headed up by Nancy Pelosi and Adam Schiff, the one six commission looking into the insurrection that never occurred. In order for there to be an insurrection, they need to be armed and try to overthrow the government, which never even happened. How can you try to overthrow the government with no guns? Again, looking in the face of absolute truth and in this bold-faced lying. I love Steve Bannon's response to reporters on the 1-6 Commission. Play it for me. Counselor, for, for Mr. Bannon, when you walked in, you called this noise, uh, the January 6th Committee and subpoena noise. Yes, do, noise. Do you recognize, I think, I think, I think do you recognize the significance of January 6th, that it was a riot, that it was a violent, has, and the police were attacked? This, this has nothing to do with the January 6th. Okay, this has nothing to do with January 6th. It has nothing to do with January 6th. All of this is noise. They're investigating and January 6th. And by the way, the judge is very fair. What, what are, let, let me say this. Fair. This has nothing to do with January 6th. That is all noise. Let me say this. The central of my work is taking down the illegitimate regime of the Biden administration, and I do it every day. I do not consider them legitimate. I've stated this many times. I think this election on November 3rd was stolen, and I've gone out publicly day after day after day. Number two is to make sure this November, by an overwhelming vote, we destroy the Democratic Party as a political institution, which we will do as a national political institution. The word institution. destroy might be troubling in the wake of January 6th. No, 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 no. I said at the, listen, listen to what I said. I said at the ballot box. You've seen all the polling. You've seen how we're doing in South Texas among Hispanics. You've seen how we're doing among African Americans. You see how low Biden's the illegitimate regime's polling is at all-time lows. And I've said, so don't put words in my mouth and don't try to spin it. I have said at the ballot box, I have an overwhelming, and we're going to take 100-seat majority in the House and start to turn things around. And number three is always at the root of all this and all the national problems is the Chinese Communist Party, and we're going to do that. That's the three. That's that's signal. All of this is going. This is exactly right. One six, one six committee hearings are all about covering up for the fraudulent election. Speaking of that, Dinesh D'Souza tweet. This is huge. Ballot harvesting probe in Georgia advances. Go to the next one for me. There we go. An investigation into allegations of mass ballot harvesting in Georgia during the 2020 election cycle can now proceed after the state elections board approved a subpoena sought by Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger, a Republican. Now, again, don't be thrown off. You can bring it back to me. Don't be thrown off because Raffensperger actually does one thing right. Speaking of signal and noise, that's just noise. He's just trying to protect his political livelihood. This is political expediency. He spoke out against Trump. He, he's the one that approved as Secretary of State. He certified the fraudulent election. Let a, just the one statistic only. There's a myriad of others, but 315,000 non-approved ballots. And Brad Raffensperger, who now wants to look into things, uh, it's funny, it's what, you know, what, what are we at, March 22nd today, March 22nd of 2022, and now Brad Raffensperger wants to look into things when it doesn't matter, when it mattered the most, because he is a, a, I don't know if he's World Economic Forum or not, but he probably is, he is a globalist, Democratic Party, Atlanta, Atlantic, you know, the Atlantic, that journal, the Atlantic Journal, he is nothing more than a hand puppet for the Democratic Party playing the role of a Republican. And occasionally they come out and say the right things. You're looking right now, you know, at the hearings to certify uh, Biden's uh, Supreme Court nominee. You got the, the Lindsey Grahams and the Ben Sasses. They come out and they perform their roles as Republicans, as alleged conservatives. But notice they never actually legislate that way because they are hand puppets for the Democratic Party, which is a hand puppet for Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum. 
Right, here, here we go. Bill Barr admits 2020 election was rigged. Play it for me. Did you just hear the conversation about the laptop from hell? Yes, I did. When yes, this did. was all going down in the fall, did you see what the left was doing with this disinformation campaign? Did you come out and say anything about that? Absolutely. As soon as this uh, letter came out from these so-called intelligence uh, specialists, the DNI, John Radcliffe at the time, and the FBI, which worked for me, both came out and said this was not the result of disinformation, Russian disinformation. The media ignored that completely just kept on going with the disinformation line. I mean, that's pretty egregious. I mean, would you say that there was a conspiracy between big tech, former intelligence officials, the media, the Democrats to, I don't know, let's just use the word rig an election? Definitely. That's yes, that definitely made an impact on the election. Okay. The suppressing that news. And it's not a question of whether it was criminal or not. Right. Just the facts alone. Uh, were shameful. And most Americans would immediately see what was going on and how repulsive it was. And it would have had an effect. The issue of criminality is a, is a different issue. We'll get to that at yeah. some point. Post-election polling revealed that 17% of Democrats who voted for Joe Biden would not have voted for Joe Biden if they knew about Hunter's laptop. That's why it was suppressed. And Bill Barr, now here's the problem with Bill Barr. He sounds great now. He sounded great at the collusion hearings, but the man does nothing. Remember that when Trump was impeached because of his phone call with, of course, Justin Trudeau's best friend, Voldemar Zelensky, this laptop, which completely exonerates Donald Trump, the factual data on the laptop exonerates Donald Trump of doing anything wrong in the, in the phone call with Zelensky, where he lever, uh, allegedly leveraged weapons so that if Zelensky didn't look into Joe Biden's nefarious activities, Joe and Hunter Biden's nefarious activities in Ukraine, he wouldn't give him weapons, which never actually happened, was never actually said anywhere. But just say for a moment, that I mean, that's the allegation. The laptop completely exonerates Trump because it shows all the nefarious activities. This was sitting there during the impeachment hearings. Bill Barr did nothing because he is a globalist, bought and paid for political hack who says right things. He is a quintessential wolf in sheep's clothing. I was talking to my wife about this on the way here tonight. There are Christians out there. Man, they talk the talk. They look good. They got the perfect Jesus fish Bible covers on their Bibles. They march around. Maybe they're even physically fit, whatever. And they smile and they laugh and they sound great. And they're absolutely useless. They never win a soul to the Lord. They don't give of their time. They don't give of their finances. They don't do anything but look the part. And I'm telling you, many, many Christians are like that. And these, these politicians are no different. They have just assumed a role that is personally profitable for them. That's it. Bill Barr would, just be, would be just as happy to be a liberal if he thought he could make money at it. There just weren't any openings on that day where he applied. Whether You know what? We have openings here in the swamp today. We have 12 openings for Democrat. They're all filled. But we still got three openings for conservative. How many of you want that? I'll be that, Bill Barr says. I'll be that, Bill, you know, Ben Sass says. I'll be that, Susan Collins says. No, they're not. They're not. They're not conservatives at all. They never stand when we need them. And our country is $30 trillion in debt rotating between conservative and liberal congresses and presidencies. So they don't do a daggum thing because they're, they're not people of principle. They're people of political expediency. 
They're hypocrites. They're the worst of all. Tucker Carlson today, more from Michael Gableman. Play it for me. So you get appointed to look into the election. What did you expect to find? I expected to find a heavy influence of Zuckerberg money that came into Wisconsin and affected our elections, especially in our five biggest cities uh, in the state, Milwaukee, Madison, Green Bay, uh, Kenosha, and Racine. I expected that there would be influence, but I've been shocked at how deeply, and this is their word, embedded the private Zuckerberg agents or employees came in actually administering the elections in those cities to one degree or another. In some cities, in some cities, they took over the election. Green Bay is an example. Mayor Eric Genrick rolled out the welcome mat and, and facilitated the, the takeover of a public election by private partisan interest groups who were set in motion by Mark Zuckerberg. I thought that the Zuckerberg effort, more than a quarter billion dollars, was designed to safeguard our elections <laughs> and from COVID. And that's why I call it a bait and switch. Yeah, all Zuckerberg did was come in and donate millions of dollars to liberal areas only to get out the vote. That's all that he did. And a lot of that money went to manufacturing ballots in the middle of the night with the 2,000 mules that are shown on Dinesh D'Souza's new video, new, new movie that he put out. Make sure you watch it, 2,000 Mules. Heather Champion video. Now, this is not something that I've talked about a whole lot that I probably should have talked about more. I want to talk to you about Matt Perna. Matt Perna was a 1-6 protester who walked into, he walked into the Capitol. You'll hear his aunt speaking here in just a moment. He walked into, he's now dead. Matt Perna's dead. He committed suicide. He walked into the Capitol on 1-6 with the Capitol Police. He, he stayed, the Capitol Police, by the way, opened the doors and they set up the line, you know, the lines with the, with the rope, the rope lines off, whatever you call those, from one chain rope to the next. Basically, you know, you walk down the, for, when you're in line at the bank, they set up all those, those you know, roped off lines for everybody. And that's what the, all this Matt Perna did. He didn't break a window, didn't break a door, never touched a police officer, nothing. He walked into the Capitol being welcomed by the Capitol Police who had set up the path for everybody as they basically walked through and toured. We showed the video here. So Matt Perna ends up being charged with multiple felonies. Some of them were, I, I don't know this for sure, but this is happening. I don't know this for sure that this has happened to Matt Perna. But many of the people that have been charged that are languishing right now in the D.C. Metro Jail without medicine, without religious services, without haircuts, without basic hygiene, all those different things, not allowed to take baths, not allowed to take showers, not allowed to have visitors, all of them mainly charged with misdemeanors and low-grade felonies. Many of them are charged with the, a specific offense of the vice president being in the Capitol and you entering the vice president or the vice president-elect, it could be either one, are in the Capitol and they can actually charge you with a felony if you are erroneously in the Capitol while the vice president or vice president-elect is in the Capitol. Now, it's, it's come out that the DOJ has had to confess publicly in front of the judge that they wrongfully and purposely, wrong, I put in the purposely, they didn't confess to that, purposely filled out affidavits swearing and affirming under the penalty of perjury that Kamala Harris or Mike Pence was in the building while many of these, of these January 6th protesters entered the Capitol. It was all bold-faced lies because video evidence has showed that Mike Pence nor Kamala Harris were anywhere near the Capitol. 
Kamala Harris was sitting in the DNC headquarters the entire freaking time. And they charged people with this because the DOJ is corrupt. Do you, does anybody out there, do you feel like that you would get a fair trial? It, 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 depending on, you'd, you'd have to go, who, who nominated the judge of whether or not you'd get this? It shouldn't be that way. But that's where we are at. Everybody in the D.C. area has basically been nominated and put into place by Democrats. Just so there's Trump nominees also. But basically, they've been given their jobs by Democrats, and they are hammering these people. And I'm not saying that some of these people didn't commit crimes. Although a lot of their crimes, they didn't know they were committing. They had no idea. You had Ray Epps taking down, we all know he's an FBI informant. We all know it. Ray Epps taking down the barricades outside of the Capitol. So you walk, you don't even know there's a barricade there. You have no idea that a barricade's there because it's already been taken down. So you don't even know you're committing a crime. Now, people who hit cops, people who smash windows, which by the way, there's substantial video that shows that it was Antifa-like figures that were smashing the windows and smashing the doors open at the Capitol. It doesn't look anything like Trump protesters. It looks like people pretending to be Trump protesters. It's pretty obvious. But here's his aunt. This is Matt Perna's aunt speaking about Matt Perna. Play it for me. Jerry Perna. I am Matthew Perna's aunt. His obituary, which went viral, was written by me because I wanted to make sure that at least one honest article was written about him after over a year of the media printing lies and spreading false information about him and the events that took place on January the 6th, 2021. Although Matthew Perna may have taken his last breath on February 25th, his death began in January 2021 after he was arrested and a nightmare like no other began. It affected everyone in our family, but we stood by his side proudly. Matt walked through an open door into this Capitol building, a monument that has been called the People's House. Standing here in front of this building does not give me a sense of pride, but instead is replaced with a feeling of shame. He did not break through any barriers, he walked in while Capitol Police officers stood to the side. If he was not permitted inside the building, why did they stop him and others like him and turn them away? He chanted USA, USA, as he recorded with his cell phone, making sure to stay within the velvet ropes. He harmed no one, he broke nothing, he stole nothing. He entered the Capitol almost 45 minutes after Congress had adjourned and evacuated. Yet he was charged with obstruction of Congress, a felony that drastically escalated the seriousness of his situation. The January 6th protesters were hunted down like dogs and arrested. This same urgency for justice never existed before. The violent protests in our cities in 2020 resulted in far more damage and injury, all in the name of social injustice, which went completely unpunished. The justice system in America is completely gone, everybody. I hope you know that. It is completely gone. The FBI needs to be disbanded. And it all needs to go back to an apolitical mindset. And we don't have that right now. We have activist judges and activist nominee to the Supreme Court. 
that our justice system is completely and totally broken where you go after where you have the really the largest fbi investigation in the history of america has to do with people who are committed misdemeanors. I'm not saying, I was a cop for 25 years myself, 1992 to 2017, Sarasota County Sheriff's Office, you can look it up and check the bona fides on that. If people could actually purposely broke the law, I want them prosecuted. I don't care whether they're Democrat, Republican, Trump, Trump supporter, or Biden supporter, I don't care. I want, them to, I want them to suffer the consequences if they broke the law. But you have the the scales of justice must be blind. If you have people breaking the law in the name of George Floyd to the tunes of billions and billions of dollars worth of damage and 30 people dead, 30 people that weren't protesters for George Floyd, innocent victims of the protesters for George Floyd. The only people who died on 1-6 were 1-6 protesters. That's it. The only person shot was Ashley Babbitt through the neck by Lieutenant Byrd of the Capitol Police. And she was unarmed. She's five foot three, 110 pounds, completely unarmed. And he sat there and testified. I couldn't see her arms. I couldn't see what she was doing. That's when you don't shoot, moron. You don't shoot when you can't see their hands. You don't shoot when you don't know what they're doing. You don't shoot when you're a 200 pound man and it's a 110 pound woman crawling through a window. You open fire exactly for what? Defense of, you, you, deadly force is used for what? Defense of your own life or life of another or the prevention of eminent bodily harm, eminent, an eminent forcible felony or eminent grievous bodily harm. That's it. What forcible felony was she committing? What threat was she to Lieutenant Byrd? Absolutely nothing, but she, he shot her right through the neck anyway, killing her instantly right on the spot with Capitol Police standing behind her. She was crawling through a window. It's on the video with Capitol Police in the same room, literally five feet from her, because grabbed her by the ankles. But it said she was shot through the neck. And we have a 1-6 commission that doesn't even mention that. The wheels of justice aren't even circular anymore. They are square, they do not move, and they are solidly blue. Now, let's just ask this, though. What is, uh, you guys got Kamala ready for me, don't you? Art Taking Back, what do you got ready? It should be Art Taking Back video. Yeah, it should have been Art Taking Back. That's what I got in the, yeah, here we go. It's ready. I just, we got it, we got to mix in because we need the words of wisdom. We need the, you know, right in the middle of the show, we're talking about heavy duty stuff. Before we move on to Hunter Biden's laptop, we've got to get the words of wisdom from Kamala Harris. Play it for me. The governor and I, and we were all, um, doing a tour of the library here and um, talking about the significance of the passage of time, right? The significance of the passage of time. So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time in terms of what we need to do to lay these wires, what we need to do to create these jobs. And there is such great significance to the passage of time when we think about a day in the life of our children. It's life-changing, wasn't it? I mean, that was life-changing. The passage of time means the passage of time. Keep that thing loaded. We'll probably use it again. Tom Fenton, let's move on to Hunter. Hunter Biden's laptop. We have to talk about it. Of course, it's been discovered. The New York Times came out. And now after, just like COVID, same thing. These, all these things can parallel each other because they're all part of, they're not all part of a grand scheme. They're a part of multiple schemes together for a grand scheme to get you to the vaccine passport. 
You've got to read, especially if you call yourself a Christian and you strap masks on and vaccinated, you need to be reading the Bible. Revelation chapter 13, that he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead, and that no one may buy or sell except the one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. His number is 666. Revelation chapter 13, 16 through 18. You've got to know that's what it's all about getting you to that place the book of revelations going to happen whether you believe it or not it's going to happen just like just like philippians chapter 2 9 through 11 is going to happen Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. It's going to happen. You can either accept it or not and suffer the consequences of accepting it or not. You can live in galactic ignorance right now and just pretend the world is normal as the mark of the beast unfolds right before your eyes. Many, many thousands upon millions of people cannot do a thing in their life. They can't do a freaking thing in their life without a QR code. They can't enter a restaurant. They can't buy groceries. They can't fly. They can't get on a bus, a train. They can't do anything unless they are properly marked with a vaccine. This should, illum this should, this should actually illuminate scripture to Christians but most Christians have no idea what's in the Bible, so there's nothing to be illuminated. Their Christianity is what they've heard from their compromised art church, PPP money bought off pastors. I went off topic there, but Hunter Biden's laptop. This is all about this stuff. And another, this was, all, again, to usher in a fraudulent election. So you have Hunter Biden's laptop, has numerous crimes on it, has all their financial records with 10% of the big guy, all of that. And it was all sequestered. It was all hidden. You got banned off social media if you talked about it for disinformation or misinformation. It's called Russian collusion, whatever it may be, all to usher in Joe Biden, which again is to usher in the big picture, which is to get you marked, distanced, and controlled. Here's Rudy Giuliani. This is a long video, seven minutes long. It's worth the watch. Play it for me. But here's a little simple chart of the Biden crime family. And these are, these are the four countries while he was vice president that he took bribes from. In Iraq, he was appointed as the, Joe Biden was appointed as the point man for Iraq. He was supposed to negotiate for a status of forces agreement so that we could protect the people of Iraq. He failed to get it. But his brother got a one-third interest in a $1.5 billion housing development project in Iraq. And his brother was a lifetime sleazy lobbyist, knew nothing about housing. So that's the first one. When he gets appointed as the point man for Ukraine, his son is just getting thrown out of the Navy for being a crack addict, which he is, and it's, he's a lifetime degenerate crack addict, due mostly to his father. If you want to blame somebody for that, you blame Joe, 
for putting him in a putting his son in a lifetime of crime. He could have found some bum in Washington to collect his money. He did not have to use his drug addicted son, but that's what he chose. His son gets hired for a position for which he has no experience. He's really disqualified by virtue of being a proven drug addict. He had a bankruptcy in his past, and they put him into the biggest and crookedest oil and gas company, Burisma, in Ukraine. But there's a reason for it. The reason for it is the man, Mykola Zashevsky, ran away. He ran away with $5 billion, and he wanted to come back and claim his business. The only way he could do that is to make a deal with the president of Ukraine, Poroshenko, a very good friend of Joe Biden's, and a massive crook. So Joe became the go-between. That's why Hunter Biden was paid a total of $14 million in order to do nothing. So he got, uh, the, board, he he got the board money, he got the payments monthly, but there were additional consulting there payments. There were additional laundered payments that now amount, the amount really, depending on how you attribute money between 10 and 14 million. And, those, and, and that info comes from uh, Ukrainian sources or? Uh, it all comes from Ukrainian sources and about 4 million of it is laundered. It goes from Ukraine to uh, Latvia, Latvia to Cyprus. It, they make believe it's a loan. They then send it to them and they forgive them all. Typical. Well, you, figured, you figured that out last year, though. Oh, this, this, this did not require the hard drives. I right. gave this evidence to the Department of Justice in January of this year. And they have not, they have not interviewed a single witness. And there are six of them over there ready to be interviewed. And they're ready to show them the documents. What, what, what is... Um, uh, but we could get to China. I don't want to skip China. Well, China's the big one. China involves all three of his bag men. And uh, China, China involves two deals. The one is the one I mentioned before. He takes, he takes his son to China. He fails to negotiate uh, the Chinese out of the islands they dispute with, with, with Japan. And his son gets a $1 billion commitment to the private equity fund that included Whitey Bulger's nephew. And then he gets an additional $500 million for a total of $1.5 billion, all received well, Joe Biden was our vice president, supposedly negotiated in a disinterested manner. I mean, don't you think the American people have a right to know that the man negotiating against our biggest adversary, that his son, has gotten $1.5 billion for a make-believe, silly, stupid private equity fund? How Obama could hide that from us has to amount to something. So what the Biden defenders say... Look, the, they kind of admit tacitly that these business operations were taking place. They deny that Biden got money. Other than the tax where they say, where, where Hunter is saying, I'm doing this for the family, I'm, I'm tired of doing all this work for the family, and it's clearly Biden's the big guy, all that. Do you have evidence or what is the evidence that shows that he was getting money uh, directly or indirectly from these various deals and transactions well, you're talking about. There is evidence of that, but you know, that really isn't necessary. The, right. the, you, you can be bribed. I mean, I can say, um, yeah, I'll let you out of prison. Let's say I'm the prosecutor. I'll let you out of prison, but just you know, give my son a million dollars. You don't have to be the recipient of the money to, be the, to, to commit bribery. You can say, give it to my daughter. Give it to my best friend. That constitutes a bribe. But did he get money? Yes. 
Uh, first of all, there's the one I mentioned where Joe, where he says to his daughter, uh, he got one half of everything I got right off the top. Right. Went into a special account for him. Hunter says that. And then there's the, there's the memo that we discovered. It was hidden. There's a contract, 50% for the Bidens, 50% for the Chinese communists. It's, that's going to be $10 million a year, not pennies, a million dollars up front. And then there's a hidden agreement. The hidden agreement lists at the bottom one additional person getting money. It says 10% 2H for the big guy. So we went back into the hard drive. We produced two other documents where Hunter refers to his father as the big guy. And now Mr. Bobolinsky has testified and is willing to has given a sworn statement to the FBI, I should add, saying that he was called the big guy and everybody knew Joe was getting money. Joe discussed it with him. So, I mean, that's pretty much a closed case. I mean, I could get an indictment based on that. There's enough evidence to get an indictment. You've got documentary evidence. You prove who the big guy is. He's getting 10%, but two internal documents that are contemporary. You've got Bobolinsky who testifies to it. I suspect by the time you finish, the two other outside guys, Gillers and um, but, uh, gotten the other guy's name, Wilson. Kevin or Archer. Uh, oh, Kevin Archer's going to crack. Yeah. Ke Kevin Archer, there's, there's a text in there from Kevin Archer to Hunter saying, why do I have to take, why do I have to take the rap for the whole family? He's very bitter. He's very angry. He feels he's the only one that went to jail and he's going back to jail. You know, he, he got convicted and then a judge with political connections to them. You know, it's hard to believe. Reversed the conviction and the Second Circuit reversed the judge. All right, so what this all, what is this all about? Let's break it down. Please put up the next slide for me. New York Post comes out with this article and immediately it gets sabotaged, it gets suppressed by all the social media sites called Russian disinformation. So just take a mental picture of that. This is where it all began with Hunter Biden's laptop. Go to the next one for me. Free Speech America video. Dan Bongino talking about it. Play it for me. No question it interfered in the election. They took a poll post-election, 17% of Biden supporters, 17% said they would have voted different if they knew the information about Hunter. Wow. There's no question. That's not even up for debate. There's no question big tech rigged this. There's no question. That's not even, that's not even disputable anymore. They did it. There's no question about it. They manipulated the course of American history, all for the worse. No doubt about it. So there you go. Now, that's what happened initially. And then you had the media come out. And not only did they suppress the story, they actually ran lies. This is all Profta media. This is basically Zelensky-style media. As we all know from the recent headlines, Zelensky, the purveyor of all things Democratic, has shut down all media in his, in his country. This, this, per, this, this beacon of democracy that all the Americans are supposed to go lay down their lives for has shut down all opposition parties, basically 11 opposition parties, and has made one media outlet for all of Ukraine. I'll get to that in a minute. All right, Benny video, Hunter Biden's uh, smoking, uh, smoking gun laptop from, from HE Double Toothpicks Israel. Play it for me. The uh, laptop of Hunter Biden was real and the emails on it were real. 17 months after we first reported it on this program, 
And uh, former DNI John Ratcliffe told us that it was not disinformation. Investigative journalist Peter Schweitzer was among the first to have Hunter's laptop in his possession, and he mined through it, uncovering evidence of business deals and money transactions with officials from China, Russia, and Ukraine, among other countries, while his father was the sitting vice president. Peter is the author of the new bestseller, Red Handed, How American Elites Get Rich, Helping China Win. Peter, good morning to you. Thanks very much for being here. There are many questions about uh, President Biden's decision-making on foreign policy. From Afghanistan to the response to the Ukrainians who are in dire, desperate need of help. Uh, is anything that you have learned as a result of that laptop uh, pointing you toward believing that this president is compromised on his decision making because of the money he has taken in? Yes, absolutely, Maria. Um, there's a couple of things that people have to keep in mind. The first is, if you look at the three big flashpoints in American foreign policy today, Ukraine, Russia, and China, the Biden family has received funds, millions of dollars, in some cases tens of millions of dollars, from powerful individuals connect to the, connected to the government in each of those countries. That's the first factor. The second factor is, this is not just a Hunter Biden story. Uh, the New York Times tries to paint it that way. The headline is even, Hunter Biden pays his back taxes, but broad investigation continues. But you're right, they admit that the laptop is real. And what the laptop reveals, Maria, is that Hunter Biden received these funds, but the president of the United States, Joe Biden, was a recipient and a beneficiary of those funds. Hunter Biden and Joe Biden had intermingled finances. Hunter Biden was paying monthly bills. He was paying for repairs on his home. So this is a story that goes straight to the president. And each of these countries, particularly China, has a policy of using commercial ties, financial ties as leverage over foreign elites. And they clearly have that in this case with Joe Biden. Well, you have. I mean, I want everybody to think about this. When was the last time you ever heard of a political story with any major political actor in America where his son receives $3.5 million from the, from the mayor of Moscow's wife 3.5 million dollars receives a multi-million or hundred thousands whatever it may be diamond the son the son of the sitting vice president receives a multi-million dollar or however much it's worth hundreds and hundreds of thousands multi-thousand dollar diamond from a sketchy character from the chinese government where have you ever heard in american politics of a father and son flying over to a foreign country on Air Force Two together, disembarking together, and the son, Joe Biden, goes there to negotiate a deal that he fails to do. He fails in everything that he does, but his son, lo and behold, it's the same thing, by the way, with Joe Biden's brother. Uh, he, uh, Joe Biden was sent to Iraq to negotiate a specific deal, miserably failed. He always, always, always fails, but yet... His brother scores a development deal to build houses of which his brother has never built houses before in his life for a quarter of a billion dollars. And then going back to, Joe, to Hunter and Joe flying over to China on Air Force Two, this is 2014, Joe Biden miserably fails to conduct the American people's business over there, but yet Hunter leaves with a $1.5 billion deal with a CCP-controlled bank 
for, for Hunter Biden's consultancy fees. Where have you ever heard of anything like that? Of course, 10% goes to the big guy. The Clinton Foundation received $150 million from Uranium One, which is a Russian-controlled, a directly Vladimir Putin-controlled natural gas and oil company. Where have you ever heard it? Nobody does it. Think about this. If any of this was Trump, Trump has a conversation with a Russian. If, if Trump flies over Russian airspace, he's committed treason. And these people are receiving, not, not thousands, millions, millions upon millions, $150 million to the Bill and Hillary Clinton Foundation from Uranium One after, after, she so after Hillary Clinton approved the deal to sell 20% of America's uranium to Russia? That's all absolute fact. They can, they can sugarcoat it and camouflage it all they want. Now here's Joe Biden. Here's what he said about his son's laptop during the election. Play it for me. Excuse me. Please respond if and then we're gonna have follow-up. is true questions. about Russia, Ukraine, China, other countries, Iraq, if this is true, then he's a corrupt politician. Right. So don't give me the stuff about how you're this innocent baby. Joe, they're calling you a corrupt politician. Nobody. Hey, President Trump, I want to stay hell. on the issue Excuse of race. Me. We're Take talking about the, the issue. from hell. President Trump, Nobody. we're talking about race right now, and I do want to stay on the issue of race. President Trump, you I have just... to respond to that. Please. Because look, Very there are 50 former national intelligence folks who said that what this he's accusing me of is a Russian plant. They have said that this is, has all the four, five former heads of the CIA, both parties, say what he's saying is a bunch of garbage. Nobody believes it except the, his and his good friend, Rudy Gianni. You mean the laptop is now another Russia, Russia, Russia hoax? And you that's exactly it. what, is this that's where exactly going? what This is told. where he's going. The laptop right. is Russia, yes. Russia, Gentlemen, Russia? I want to stay on the issue of race. You okay? have to be kidding. Here Mr. we go President, again with Russia. We're going to continue Boy, on the course. issue of race. See, they just continue to always propagate a myth about themselves. Nobody's calling me corrupt. I'm just, I am just the pinnacle of ethics i'm the pinnacle of honesty i'm the pinnacle of anti-corruption the bidens i mean this has gone way way back he is it's both it's it's joe himself it's hunter it's both of his brothers and his sister are all corrupt have all leveraged biden's name and biden's position whether it was senator or vice president and i'm sure now as president as hunter is selling his paintings for five hundred thousand dollars a piece they've all leveraged that's not an exaggeration that's exactly what he's selling them for has leveraged his position in corrupt fashion of course there is no other way to leverage a political position other than corrupt but they've leveraged it for millions upon millions of dollars now here's bill barr's response to what you just heard, Bill Barr, when he heard Joe Biden say what he said from the debate stage, here's Bill Barr's response. Play it for me. Investigations, but my reaction to the president there was obviously uh, resisting the idea of injecting uh, a criminal investigation of one of the candidate's children into the race uh, when, when there hasn't been any definitive judgment over at the Department of Justice. So I made it clear uh, I wasn't going to discuss criminal cases with him, especially ones that he might have an interest in. Uh, so I would, I would still do that today. But 
I was very disturbed during the debate when, when uh, candidate Biden lied to the American people about the laptop. He squarely confronted with the laptop and he suggested that it was Russian disinformation and pointed to the letter written by some intelligence people that was baseless. Uh, which he knew was was a lie, and uh, I was I was shocked by that. And fortunately, the DNI came out and said, "No, it's 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 not disinformation." The FBI said the same thing. The media ignored it. Um, so when you're talking about interference in an election, I I can't think of anything more uh, than that. No, kind no, of knowing what you know of the case, do you think that there is any legal liability for the president here? Perhaps not I, while he's I, in I, office. I wouldn't want to venture an opinion on that. Let me ask it a different way, Bill. So you, obviously there was the media coverage of this, which obviously is being highlighted, um, was all over the place and atrocious. And, and, and now there's the New York Post, for example, the headline right now is the White House ignores its Hunter problem. Suddenly Jen Psaki can't comment on something that she commented on many, many, many times before. Uh, so does the White House have a problem here? Well, I think now that, you know, from a political standpoint, now that this is uh, in people's consciousness, it had been suppressed up till now, obviously they, they have a hot potato, and just to see how they handle it will be interesting. Yeah, let me ask you about Ukraine, because last Jimmy, week... So I want you just to think about how corrupt you have to be. If you're one of these, they actually did this, 50 former intelligence officials, five former CIA chiefs, they all wrote a letter saying that it was Russian disinformation. I want you to think about how dishonorable and disingenuous and how corrupt you have to be as a human being, a former intel chief, CIA, head of the CIA, former intelligence official, to write to the public, to put your name on it. This should sound eerily familiar to you because it's the exact same pattern that we saw with COVID where you had all of the quote-unquote doctors sign on and say there's no way that this originated in a lab. And then they all came out to in favor of a vaccine that's killing people. They all sign on. How disingenuous. And I mean, how can you live with yourself? You sign on and you say, you know what? This is Russian disinformation with absolutely zero evidence. You, you have an eyewitness the owner of the computer repair shop who sees Hunter Biden come in. You have Hunter Biden's signature on the receipt. You have all of the, you have the laptop. The FBI owns the laptop. Whose house ends up getting raided? Hunter Biden's? No, Rudy Giuliani's. We are beyond repair in the criminal justice system, not locally, but federally, we are beyond repair. When you have former intel chiefs and intel officials writing, this is Russian disinformation with absolutely no evidence to support that opinion. And see, we in the church need to be calling out lies. We, we don't need to be running from politics. Well, you don't mix politics in the pulpit, Tom. That's not a Bible verse. That's as valid. That's as uh, that's as valid a philosophy as it. You have to use wisdom. That's not a Bible verse either. That's what all the Christians were saying when they are strapping face diapers on their face that can't stop a COVID particle, and they'll be the same Christians standing alongside the pool as Leah Billy Thomas wins a, wins another swim race over a whole bunch of females. The Christians all oh you look how loving we are. 
It's the exact same thing they were doing in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 3. Where you're supposed to expel the wicked man from among you? Can't do that, Tom. We're way too loving for that. Where you have a man who's sleeping with his father's wife and you're so full of grace that you won't expel him? We in the church need to be calling out immorality and lies. You call it out. You preach it from the pulpit. There's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. We need to be a black robe regiment church now. It's part of the revolution that turns this country around. Not just stand here and use, use love as an excuse to obfuscate the truth. Jesse, Jesse Waters' video, something is shifting in America. Play it for me. Begin tonight with another huge bombshell dropped by the New York Times. America has a free speech problem. Hmm, go on. Americans are losing hold of a fundamental right as citizens of a free country the right to speak their minds and voice their opinions in public without fear of being shamed or shunned. Something is definitely happening here in America. A full article from the New York Times, more than like 2,500 words, blasting liberal hypocrites for shutting down the people they disagree with. Here's another quote. You can't consider yourself a supporter of free speech and be policing and punishing speech more than protecting it. Free speech demands a greater willingness to engage with ideas we dislike. <laughs> so if cancel culture is confirmed, just like Hunter's laptop, the newspaper of record says so. So it has to be true. And this comes 24 hours after the Times authenticated Hunter Biden's laptop from hell. Confirming what we knew all along, that Hunter raked in three and a half million from the mayor of Moscow's family, that he was bribed with a three carat diamond from a sketchy Chinese communist. And Joe Biden indeed is the big guy, no matter what he says. It's just what it is. It's a smear campaign. But I have no response. It's another smear campaign. But this he's accusing me of is a Russian plant. They have said that this is, has all the four, five former heads of the CIA, both parties, say what he's saying is a bunch of garbage. Do you still think that the stories from the fall about your son Hunter were Russian disinformation and smear campaign, like you said? Yes, yes, yes. God love you, man. You, you're a one-horse pony. <laughs> so is it time for all of the media who soiled themselves for the Biden campaign to apologize. I think it's this, I think it's one of the biggest scandals I've ever seen, and you don't cover it. Biggest you want to talk about Well, because it can't be verified. You want to talk I'm about insignificant you. things. I'm telling you. Of course it can be verified. Excuse we, me, we they found the laptop. Leslie, Leslie. Can't be verified. What can't be verified? The laptop. So now that it's been verified, have these journalists had a change of heart? We'll Back to me. So there you go. Let's go right to the Miranda Divine tweet. Spies who lie. Now here's those intelligence officials. This is great. Awesome job. Make sure you follow Miranda Divine. Spies who lie. The New York Post contacted the senior senior intelligence officers who signed. So the New York Post was contacted, literally contacted the very people that Joe Biden is talking about, the 50 former intelligence officials who signed on and said, you know what, all the Hunter laptop stuff is Russian disinformation. The Russians are doing it. And we wonder why the Russians hate us. If you sit there and, well, Donald Trump colluded with Vladimir Putin to win an election. 
you do a two-year investigation, 40, $42 million and 40 FBI agents, and 20-something Robert Mueller employees, Peter Strzok and all the rest of them. Russia, Russia, Russia's doing this. Russia's colluding with Trump. Russia, you know what Russia did in the 2016 election? Do you know what they actually did that, that caused Donald Trump to win an election? Nothing. They gave approximately $236,000, not a million, $236,000 of propaganda ads that both supported Trump and supported Hillary. They played both sides of the coin. That's absolute fact. So here we go. So Miranda Devine, well, the New York Post actually contacts all of these people. New York Post contacted the senior intelligence officials who signed the shameful 2020 letter declaring Hunter Biden's laptop and its emails were ran, were, uh, emails we ran were Russian disinformation. Not one apologized. Most refused to comment. A few like James Clapper doubled down. Put up the big pic for me. Just so you know, I want you to be able to see who they are. There's some names on there. Leon Panetta there to your right. There's a couple other names. Of course, you recognize John Brennan in the middle and James Clapper in the middle. But there they are. Refusing, of course, to, to, you know, to apologize, refusing to retract what they said, mainly refusing to comment. Go to Cat Turret for me. Just so you know, these are the same exact weasels who call you a Putin puppet if you don't believe every word out of their serial lying mouths. This is what I'm saying. And they're all the same. Whether it's these Intel officials or whether it's Anthony Fauci, whether it's the FDA whether it's the CDC or the NIH, they are all lying propagandist, hierarchical leftists, World Economic Forum puppets. If they tell you to vaccinate and they tell you to support the Ukraine, understand both of those are lies. Stop being duplicitous. Well, you know, we, the health, you hear, all the, you hear all the conservatives all the time. They start off, they're anti, they always start off this way. When they're going to talk anti-vaccine mandate, these conservatives will start off just letting everybody know that I'm vaccinated. Strike one, two, and three. You're invalid. Because how is it? I just, I wonder. When the exact same source that butchers the unborn is telling you to vaccinate, why would you listen to them? The exact same source that pushed bullcrap Russian collusion and faux impeachments tells you to vaccinate, why would you do it? When the exact same people that tell you that Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation are telling you to jump hook, line, and sinker into the supremacy of Voldemar Zelensky, why would you do it? It's truly amazing to me that, that Christians and conservatives who can't stand baby butchering transgender propagandists but then take their vaccine. You, you, you hate the fact that they are fiscally liberal. They want to tax you out of existence, regulate you out of existence. They want to butcher the unborn. They want to force men into women's bathrooms. And you hate all of that. But when they tell you to take a metal rod full of an experimental mRNA vaccination that's had no real, real true human trials at all and jam that metal rod into your arm and inject S-spike proteins by the trillions into your bloodstream, you do it? 
It's truly unfathomable to me. I will never understand you Christians that do that and you conservatives that do that. If Joe Biden pushes something, I don't go with it. Period. I don't I immediately go, it has to be wrong. It's, it goes back like the Seinfeld with the George Costanza episode. If everything I've ever done in my life was wrong, that means the opposite has to be true. That the opposite of everything that I've done in my life that was wrong, if I do the opposite of everything that I've done, then it has to be right. That's how I think of the left. Why don't you, if they're wrong about everything, why would you suddenly follow their advice and take their vaccine or strap a mask on your face or lock down your church? You know they're communists. You know they're socialists. You know they're globalists. You know their God is Klaus Schwab. You know they travel every year to Davos, Switzerland and worship at the ankles, the grotesque white ankles of Klaus Schwab. You know they do that, but yet you take their vaccine and close your church and strap a mask on your face, quarantine yourself and lock down. I, I will never, ever get that. That's why I love that cat turd tweet. The same exact people that are telling you to buy hook, line, and sinker into the Ukraine, that Voldemar Zelensky is the democratic uh, governance uh, supreme leader. They're telling you that you got to buy hook, line, and sinker to his greatness, almost to his angelic stature, are the exact same people that call the Hunter Biden laptop Russian disinformation that said that Trump colluded with Russia to win an election. The exact same people. The exact same people that said that George Floyd's a hero. The exact same people that said that Trump called soldiers losers and said that Russians had bounties out on American soldiers. None of it's true. I mean, again, you realize, and that was the media then doing that with Russia too. Put it out on the Atlantic, I believe that it was that Russians had bounties out on American soldiers. I mean, do you, I mean, how much of the bear do you want to poke? And none of these people will ever actually fight in the war. Where are we at, Benny video? Yeah. Democrats voted for this guy and told you they were restoring the dignity of the presidency. Here's Joe Biden, play it for me. Well, I'm not sure you should assume I'm not corrupt, but I'm, thank you for that though. The system does produce corruption, and, and I think implicit in the system is corruption, when in fact, whether or not you can run for public office, and it costs a great deal of money to run for the United States Senate, even for a small state like Delaware, uh, you have to go to those people who have money, and they always want something. Here's Intel Chief James Clapper. Here is, here's here, him sticking with this is what he said during this, during the Hunter Biden laptop situation. And by the way, he's still saying it's Russian disinformation. Play it for me. Obama. So, Director, a bunch of questions from this. Let me just start with this. How much does the source matter, right? So you hear the story of this laptop, we don't know a lot. We do know that the, the way that this information is getting out is through Steve Bannon and Rudy Giuliani. How much uh, do the, the, does the source matter here? Well, source matters a lot, and, uh, and the timing matters a lot, I think. And to me, this is uh, this classic uh, textbook, uh, Soviet-Russian uh, tradecraft at work. Uh, the Russians have analyzed the target. They understand that the president and his enablers uh, crave uh, dirt on Vice President Biden, whether it's real or contrived, that doesn't matter to them. And so all of a sudden, two, two and a half weeks before the election, uh, this 
laptop appears somehow uh, without and uh, emails on it without any metadata. Uh, it just it's all very curious. But the, so here you have uh, a willing target and the Russians who are very sophisticated about how to exploit. So you have him. He says that he says the laptop mysteriously appears. No, the vice presidents, the former vice presidents, high on crack, son dropped it off and forgot that he dropped it off at a computer repair shop. It did, and there's a signed receipt and an eyewitness. It didn't just appear, and he's sticking with the story. James Clapper, who is the former DNI, Director of National Intelligence, uh, how scary is that? How scary is it that a bold-faced liar, who, by the way, has perjured himself on numerous occasions and was ne- numerous occasions and was never prosecuted? Roger Stone says allegedly one or two things that were somehow incorrect on dates. Like it was November 3rd instead of November 7th. And he gets charged and nearly gets sent to nine years in prison. Clapper, they've got him on one lie after another. I mean, it's absolutely, it's, it's indisputable that he's bold-faced lying to Congress. They don't do a daggum thing because our criminal justice system is ear, it's, it's, it's just absolutely, it's, it, I'm trying to find the right word. It just cannot be fixed. It's irreversibly, uh, it's irreversibly broken. The only way is to start all over again. Here's Adam Schiff. Play it for me. Of the House Intelligence Committee, Congressman Adam Schiff. Uh, Congressman, thanks so much for joining us. Does it surprise you at all that this information Rudy Giuliani is peddling uh, very well could be connected to some sort of Russian government disinformation campaign? Well, we know that this whole uh, smear on Joe Biden uh, comes from the Kremlin. Uh, That's been clear for well over a year now that they've been pushing this uh, false narrative about the vice president and his son. I'm going to try to roll through these quick. Here's Joe Biden. Play it for me. So what about the Americans who really today only want me to ask you about Hunter Biden's laptop? How are you going to get them to see that you are fighting for them when they're so dead set against you? There's nothing to any of that. Nothing to any of that. It's all a smear. Every major outfit, every serious investigator has pointed out that this is a snare. This is classic Trump. We have four days left, and all of a sudden there's a laptop. And when you may recall, there's also talk about four months before there was a similar thing that somebody had, allegedly. There's overwhelming evidence that from the intelligence community that the Russians are engaged. I mean, look, this is my son's an honorable man. And all the investigations that were done around the issue of what was going on in Ukraine, if you notice, every one of the major people who worked for Trump during the impeachment went under oath, and under oath said Biden did his job. No law was broke. Biden, this Biden, did his job. Hunter Biden broke no laws. That was the testimony. Their testimony from Republicans and intelligence community people. So... I think that it's, uh, you know, I, I just think, look, politics has become too crass, too dirty, too ugly. We don't need to hear him pontificate anymore. Overwhelming evidence. He said that there's overwhelming evidence that it was Russians that were, that it was Russian disinformation, that the Russians were the ones who propagated the laptop. What was the, what was the overwhelming evidence? It's the same thing. It reminds me of the Jake Sullivan. You know, it wasn't Jake Sullivan. So it's another one of Biden's guys. I can't remember his name right now, but going back and forth with the reporter and the reporter saying, well, what is your evidence? 
And the Biden official keeps going, because I said it. No, that's not evidence. Because Well, our reports say it. That's still not evidence. Because you're saying it, and because you wrote down what you said on a report does not make it evidence. There is no evidence at all, but yet you have the future at the time. President of the United States, I hate to even say that because it's a fraudulent election. However, he is the president right now. You have the future president of the United States saying that there was overwhelming evidence that the Russians were behind the laptop. There was absolutely none. It was his own, it was his own people conjuring it up and then calling it evidence. It, were, it also, it reminds me of the FISA warrants that Peter Strzok, that Peter Strzok worked on, that, that Comey worked on, that Andrew McCabe worked on. And they said, you know what? Well, there's media accounts of Trump colluding with Russia. Well, who gave the media those accounts? The FBI, who is then using, the, they use that then as evidence to get a FISA warrant. So they leak to the media that Trump is colluding with Russians. And then they go to get a FISA warrant and say to the FISA judge, look, it's out in the media, Trump's colluding with the Russians. And they use that as evidence to get an illegal FISA warrant of which they perjured themselves on. This is how, this is how the Washington swamp works. Speaking of the swamp, here's Jen Psaki back in September. Play it for me. The president has said, and you have tweeted, that allegations of wrongdoing based on files pulled from Hunter Biden's laptop are Russian disinformation. There is a new book by Politico reporter that finds some of the files on there are genuine. Is the White House still going with Russian disinformation? I think it's broadly known and widely known, Peter, that there was a broad range of Russian disinformation back in 2020. Here's more recent Jen Psaki. Cue it up, guys. Play it for me. With clarification and two questions about presidential conflicts of interest in foreign affairs. Uh, the first brief clarification is uh, the New York Times reported this week that the first son remains under criminal investigation. Does the president still intend to stay out of that case? Yes, it's the Department of Justice, and I'll point you to them. And uh, my two questions about conflicts of interest in foreign affairs. First, I have a question about Russia and then one about China. Um, on Russia, uh, you told me last year that you were unfamiliar with the Senate report that alleged that the first son or a company linked to the first son received $3.5 million from the richest woman in Russia. Uh, subsequent reporting indicates that President Biden, when he was vice president, had a dinner in Georgetown with the same woman in 2015. Um, this uh, Yelena Ballerina, she has not been sanctioned yet by the U.S. government. How is President Biden navigating conflicts of interest when it comes to uh, sanctioning people who have done business with his family? And can you explain to us what this $3.5 million was for? I don't have any confirmation of the accuracy of that report, so I have no more further details. About the conflicts of interest, though, how he's navigating those when deciding sanctions. What would be his conflicts of interest? Uh, well, his son's company allegedly got $3.5 million. From which I have no confirmation of, and he has continued to sanction Ola Garks more than we've ever sanctioned in the past. So I'm not sure that's a conflict of interest. Go ahead. Thank you. Go ahead. I think we're moving on because we got to get some more people. Go ahead. My question question about the conflict of interest when it comes to China is last year, the first son's attorney said that he divested from a Chinese investment fund controlled by Chinese state-owned entities. Uh, We have received not even basic transparency about who bought out his stake when this happened and how much money changed hands. Did he actually divest? And if so, can you agree to basic He's a private citizen. He doesn't work for the government. I'd point you to his representatives. Thank you. I think we're done here. Thank you very much. Go ahead. No question. She, she basically points the reporter to the DOJ, but the DOJ is the presidency of the United States. You can answer those questions. 
That's, that's like literally me saying, you know what, if you have any questions about Foundation Church, go ask Foundation Church. I am the pastor of Foundation Church. If there's a question about Foundation Church, I need to be answering the question about Foundation Church. They are the DOJ. The Attorney General is Merrick Garland, who was appointed by Joe Biden. They are the DOJ. Answer the freaking question. Here's Jen Psaki again. Play it for me. And if I may, um, you asked about Hunter Biden's laptop. You also, in October 2020, dismissed it as Russian disinformation. Do you stand by that assessment? Again, uh, I'd point you to the Department of Justice and Hunter Biden's representatives. Um, I'm a spokesperson for the United States. He doesn't work for the United States. Go ahead. Thank Go you. ahead. And, okay, we'll do the. You bring it back to me. But she just purposely, she, she felt fine commenting and calling it Russian, Russian disinformation for months and months and months. Well, really, over, over a year now, she's been calling it Russian dis, disinformation, but now suddenly she can't comment. Trump sums it up perfectly. Play it for me. To call Biden a criminal. Why is that? He is a criminal. He's a criminal. He got caught. Read his laptop. And you know who's a criminal? You're a criminal for not reporting it. You are a criminal for not reporting it. Let me tell you something. Joe Biden is a criminal, and he's been a criminal for a long time. And you're a criminal in the media for not reporting it. Good luck, everybody. Have a good time. Exactly right, because all the media is the Goebbels media. The Goebbels propagandists for the Democratic Party. Here's an interesting way to tie this all up together. Glenn Greenwald tweet. One interesting historical note, the co-author of the first New York Times article from 2019 that really explored how Biden's actions in Ukraine benefit Burisma as it paid Hunter Biden 50000 per month was whatever, Liana, Liana, whatever, Mendel, who, who one month later became Voldemar Zelensky's press secretary. But believe all that they tell you about the sovereign angelic nature of Voldemar Zelensky. They're all in this together. Ukraine is nothing more than a money laundering operation for Mitt Romney, for Joe Biden, for Hunter Biden, for Hillary Clinton, for Bill Clinton. Voldemar Zelensky is best friends with the Canadian dictator, Justin Trudeau. They're all tied in this together for their own mutual financial and political benefit. Don't buy into a thing that you see until you have actually studied to show yourself approved. Love you all back here Thursday night, 8.30. Do not miss it. God bless you all. Lots of other churches are closing. They're done. And I'm talking about even churches that were small mitigators. You know what? You come in, we're, we're keeping our church open, but make sure everybody sits six feet apart. Make sure that you've got alcohol gel on. You can mask if you want. You can do what you just feel comfortable. Bring your own lawn chair. Sit in your COVID clumps, but we're actually open. It's absolute insanity. We are never going to be involved in any of that garbage ever. The thing is, we're never going to close. We never will. That's the way that it is. I don't care who the governor is of Florida. I don't care who the president is of the United States. The Constitution says we have freedom of religion, freedom to assemble, and we will stand. We will stand. Period. Always. We will stand. We will not. And this is what happens when you do stand and you implement the Word of God.
sowing seed into the southern outpost of freedom. There is no other church like this one. saith the Lord of hosts. Praise you, Lord, for this building in Jesus' mighty name. Check out our new TLP trucker hat. When you give $25 or more to the podcast, we will ship one out to you. Thank you for investing in the program, and we look forward to you tuning in next time.